Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, hockey fans, and welcome to episode number 65 of Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast, recording here on February 23rd, 2022. I'm Scott Kinville, and man, have we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, before we bring our guest in, I'm going to bring in my co-host. Uh, you know what? He is decked out in NWO. I love it. I know he's going to regret this. <laughs> what else would you expect from the macho dom dom real what's going on buddy you want me to put the shades on too because i will no i'm just kidding what's going on everybody uh we're hanging out rocking and rolling on social media give us a follow on everything we got a great guest you normally would hear his voice on wednesday nights but you're not tonight for some reason so let's enjoy this <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that guest is he you know him as the voice of the comets he is Far and away, the best play-by-play announcer in the American Hockey League. He is the one. He is the only Mr. Jason Shia. What's up, Jason? Uh, it's a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Couldn't uh, have done it better himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you coming on, man. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking. It's uh, unusual not to have a game on a Wednesday night. It is unusual. So, I mean, I'll take the night off. Uh, we're going to, you know, you end up playing – you're, no matter how how much I try to get my mind to contort around it, we're still going to play 72 games a year. So uh, there's a lot of games condensed into a short amount of time. And when there's time off, that's why I have a hat on and I have not shaved. So uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> that part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, poor guy gets a night off from announcing and he's got to come on a show with us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Keep it nice and tight and quick. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, let's get right to it. I mean, you've got the bird's eye view of the comments for every game. What are some of the keys to the success of this team this season? Because it's been a, a runaway success story. First team to 30 wins in the AHL, been at or near the top of the AHL all season long. What do you see as some of the keys that have, have made this machine go like it has? 
Well, I was just, I just interviewed Ryan Schmelzer for television uh, today. So we'll, it'll air uh, on Friday, I believe part one. And yeah, you don't, you saying, you know, we had the team in Binghamton last year and it was a Newark technically. Right. And they only won five games, I think, or whatever they won. They didn't win many games. And then you go into the season with, he said, probably 60, 70% of the guys come over to, to Utica. So you really didn't know what to expect, you know, a little bit changeover, obviously a new head coach and, but no one knew that they were going to win 13 straight games to start the year or be the first, like you said, team to 30 wins. And it's done with a combination of a lot of things. But I think let's start with the goaltending. You're getting incredible goaltending from two young kids. And now that was not the plan to start with two rookies in the AHL. I think the idea was that you have Bernier and Blackwood there. You'd have Wedgwood in the American League mentoring a younger kid. It didn't end up happening that way. So then you think, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But it ended up working out from the goaltending perspective. The defense have been very, very steady. The emergence of Riley Walsh is a really good power play quarterback uh, defenseman. And his ability to move the puck to the forwards and get away from the forecheck has been great. And then you have four lines. And, and I was talking to Adam Pollock, who does color with me sometimes. And we're looking at the lineup for the last game. And you really can't tell if there's a fourth line or first line. The depth of forward is so good that they're getting scoring from all four lines. And when you have to defend against that, it becomes very difficult for the opposition. Oh, no doubt about it. And I, and bringing a new coach in, coach Kevin Deneen has just made this team into a powerhouse. I mean, it's awesome. What a, what a turnaround from like when you mentioned last year, what, what they went through in Binghamton to this year. Uh, yeah. What do you think that some of the things that coach Deneen has done is and not just X's and O's. I mean, as far as just bringing a whole new attitude to the team, yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, point. I mean, he the team has rallied around the message that he's sending, and every time you have buy-in from your players on a total top to bottom, veterans, rookies, whatever it is, and they're buying into the system, then I think you you have something going pretty good. Now, I'm not in the room at all, and I don't really go around that very much, but I'll tell you right now, those guys are bought in, and they're bought into the message that Kevin Dean is putting into them and they're in their heads all the time, and. You can see it. I say it on the air all the time. A Kevin Deneen coach team plays the same way, whether they're down by two or up by two. They play hard. They play physical. There's not a lot of room on the ice, uh, and and they they seem to embrace the moment. And I think that that's one thing that he's brought to the table, and it's it's obviously played uh, paid off in terms of wins. Oh, no Absolutely. doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, just top to bottom, contributions all across the board. You mentioned yeah. Riley Walsh, who has just been a fantastic – I mean, you called it the best, the quarterback that makes the, the yeah. go go around, so to speak, right? I mean, Fabian Zetterlin has been unbelievable this year. Uh, third year in the AHL, he's breaking out like crazy now. I mean, this yeah. is about 18 goals, 18 assists I think he has so far. Um, Alexander Holtz in Utica has been as good as advertised. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he spent a little bit of time up in New Jersey. I think maybe coming back to the comments was very beneficial, obviously, for him to to get yeah. his feet under him, to get his game going. Uh, with all these, I mean, Nolan Foote's been, you know, his game, is, he's rebounded very nicely. He was in a little bit of a slump for a little while, came back nicely. Uh, what are some of the un, unsung heroes on this comments team, though? You know, one kid I like, like watching a lot is Graham Clark. I think he's, yeah. he's going to be a good young product for this uh New Jersey Devils organization. He'll play in the NHL. Lots of skill. Young kid. Right shot. He likes to shoot the puck, too. I really like the way he's played the game. Um, I'm trying to think of the line. You mentioned the Swedes as well. Um, in combination with each other, they've been great. 
Chase DeLeo is another kid who has led the team in scoring for most of the season until they went weirdly three games at a point. But he's been another guy who's driven the, you know, the engine in really, really well when he's been asked to carry some of the offensive load. So, I, I mean, there are some – and I think one of the most unsung heroes of the team are A.J. Greer and Nate Schnarr, two big kids. Yes. They play hard. A.J. Greer's having an incredible year. And, um, you know, four goals in one game, shootout winner the next. Uh, there's a lot to like between Schnarr and A.J. Greer. And, and again, you, it's, it's nice to talk about Zettelin and Holtz. Why wouldn't you? They're, they've been that good. But then you add these other pieces in who are also scoring and putting up numbers. That's, that's what makes a team very good on a nightly basis. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned Chase DeLeo, too, because, I mean, he's uh, 35 or 36 points, and he's only played in 27 or 28 games. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's averaging over a point a game. Which that he's averaging, yeah, he's averaging over a point a game, and like I said, he went three games at a point, and and it was just strange. That's not abnormal for any hockey player to go but sure. for Chase, who was at one point, I think, putting out. If you put up an assist in a game, you're like, oh, he must have had a bad night. You know, he puts up <laughs> two goals and an assist. You're like, okay, that's more like it. That's more normal. That's not normal. That's an anomaly for a player to do that. But he does it consistently, and uh, he's so good offensively. And the one thing about Chase, he's not tall. He's obviously not tall. I think he's listed at five foot ten, maybe five nine, but he he's still a physical presence as well. You're not just going to knock him over; like he'll he'll take the hits, but he'll also dish him out too. So he's an all round yeah. great player. Yeah, and that's really what the the comments calling card has been this year too. Just you know, physicality, gritty, tough, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you look at like the the defense. I mean, you got some big guys out on defense too. Kevin Ball. I mean, he's of course here's a guy who's got his own fan club. Right, right. he has his own <laughs> fan club. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, and he, and I was really cool to watch him be the number one star of that one game and the fan club, you know, get down and they were, they were down by the glass and he embraced it. He, he you know, he, he relished the moment. I think that was very, a very cool moment for him, for the team. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, uh, Tyler Watherspoon back too, which is going to be huge. huge. No doubt. Uh, the, the, the Comets have a very deep defensive uh, unit. Seven guys now, Masonius went back. So Watherspoon will step in and, I mean, you really got to fight for a spot there. I mean, if you're on the defensive side with a few exceptions, you're not going to have a guarantee to play unless you compete. And that's the best thing about a team like Utica is if you want to be in the lineup, you got to compete for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there was a little bit of news today that uh, Merrick Mittens was sent to Adirondack Thunder of the ECHL. Um, there are some, you know, something that's going to be a permanent thing. I don't quite think so, though. What do you think? Nope, he'll just go play a game and come right back. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> just gotta get just get a game under his belt. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's, it's he's in kind of a tough spot right now because obviously Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt are, are eating up the most of the starts, and you know that's a great point. You gotta get gotta give him some games just to keep him fresh and and sharp more than anything else, really. Um, yep. As we mentioned earlier, Comets are basically running away with the AHL North, but uh, what are some of the teams in that division that you think match up best with the Comets? Well, Tor- Toronto is always going to be a tough. I mean, Toronto is a team that I think uh, will, you know, if you play it out on paper, it's Utica and Toronto to finish out the North to see who goes on to the conference finals. That's just on paper. Nothing ever ends up working out like that. But Toronto is a powerhouse team every year because they have deep pockets. They spend money at the American League to win. Uh, and so no matter what, what, what the year is, they have the ability to win. We saw what they did to the Comets in Toronto. The first team to really for the most part, kind of, I want to say manhill comments. That's unfair, but they played a really good game and the comments were not effective in uh, their attack. So 
that team in Toronto is very scary. Rochester gets a full lineup, and they have Ukopeka Lukin in a goal. That's not going to be easier. And, you know, I think, you know, the first round's best of five, I think. Uh, they, they change the formats every year. I can never remember. But <laughs> yeah. they, you're playing best of five, and that's scary. I don't care who you go against in the best of five. You, you know, yeah. you can you, you score – you win that first game no matter what, and you're in trouble right away. And when panic starts to set and then anything can happen. So, you, and you, well, let's say a player's hurt too and you don't have one of your key players and now you only have, you know, three or four games to kind of get back into it. It's tough. I mean, you got to get out of the first round. Getting out of the starting blocks will be really key. No matter who they go up against, it's going to be tough in a five-game series. Yeah, no for doubt sure. about it. And everybody's going to be gunning for them the second they get there. Well, that, they are every game. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, look at Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland is the, one of the, I think yes. the worst – I say the, the, has the worst record – in at least the Eastern Conference, and that was their Stanley Cup beating the Utica Gums. I'm not, I'm not trying to insult them, but they're not making the playoffs. Right. But no, they, it's they true. You're right. They didn't play the game against uh, Utica on that Saturday night after they lost the, the Friday night game like they were just throwing the towel in. They played to win, and yeah. they all, and they did, and they did win the game on great goaltending and timely goal scoring. So, yeah, anybody can beat anybody. This is If I bet on the American Hockey League, I would be – I'm already broke because I'm a minor league hockey broadcaster. But I would, <laughs> I would be more broke than, than, than I – because I, I would never be able to tell you who's going to win a game. I have no idea. Right, right. It's the uh, jungle, man. It's the jungle. That's so true. But you mentioned Ukopakalukan, and I got to say, he's got like one of the funnest names to say ever. Best name in hockey. Love it. It's a great name. And I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I always say the whole name. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me, but I like saying the whole name. So I say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one of those names. You just say the whole yeah. thing. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think actually Laval matches up pretty well with them too. They're way better than their record. I'm telling you. Laval's a good team. I mean, I think the last time out uh, in Laval they won. I can't remember any of the outcomes of games any, once they're done. But, you know, so – that's another team that's going to be tough to beat too. And the other thing you got to remember is Montreal's not going to make the playoffs. New Jersey's not going to make the playoffs. So most and more than likely your AHL team will get some players back if there are players in the NHL. And if you're talking about taking on Toronto or you're taking on Providence, for instance, like, you know, when I was in Charlotte in 2019, we were playing the first round against the Providence Bruins and the Boston Bruins made sure nobody was available for Providence. So they, they had, a, they put one of their, their starting goalie in the stands in Boston rather than have him play in a playoff game in the American League, and they call up a kid from junior, Kyle Kaiser, to play a playoff game in Charlotte. Because they didn't, they didn't care about Providence. They just want to win the Stanley Cup. And the Blackhawks did that for years and years with Rockford. Rockford would go into the playoffs, and the Blackhawks would recall everyone they could to sit in the stands and be a black ace for the possibility that one of those players gets hurt in an American League playoff, and they go, no, we're not dealing with that. We need a guy. We need a guy. We're not having him play in the AHL. Some teams operate that way. The, the New Jersey Devils will not make the playoffs, so the, let's see how the Comets roster looks after the trade deadline and whatnot. But then, you know, you have the benefit of having everybody available to you. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, but I think, you know, like we were just saying, I mean, New Jersey's kind of a long shot to make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, the Comets should have a, a full roster going into the AHL playoffs. Uh, I just want to ask you, let's let's – Go behind the mic with Jason Shy here. What are some of the preparations that go into calling a game? Um, so I have a very good team defense in front of him. And that's not to say he hasn't been fantastic. He has. But I think that counts a little bit against him when I look at it. Like, yeah, he's been great, but he's also had easier workloads than Soderblom or Kevin Poulin on a nightly basis. And I think that matters. But yeah, Stockton has been 
a nightmare for teams. And it seems like no matter what happens, that staff, that coaching staff, kind of like Utica is one that I just believe in because no matter what, it seems like, you know, a big call up an injury, uh, you know, they have to play a three and three against a team who's only played one game in the weekend. Like, no matter what happened, Stockton just kept going. Like they never got bogged down. I think they lost back-to-back games three times this season, and that was it. Right. Uh, they never lost three straight games. For an, a, a team to not lose three straight games in this wild, you know, AHL league where your team's fates can change on the turn of one NHL player's ankle, like it's <laughs> it's wild that Stockton has been able to consistently just keep winning games. And I don't think they're taking anyone by surprise, but I also think that they are not the clear favorite out of the West or even out of the Pacific. Like they're very good and very much could win the Pacific division. But I think that that's sleeping on teams like Colorado and Bakersfield and Abbotsford too much. Um, Like they could win the Western conference, but I still feel like that's sleeping on Manitoba a little bit. Like the West has some teams I straight don't believe in. Like I don't think Henderson's going places like they might beat Colorado, but I don't think they're getting out of they're They're not going to get out of the, the grinder that is everyone else. I don't think Texas does either. Um, I don't think Milwaukee's going anywhere. Even with Askarov and net, I, I, I've seen Milwaukee flounder too many games to really believe like I'm going to need to see it for me to believe they can beat Chicago or uh, Manitoba in a, a best of five or best of seven. But like the rest of the West is wide open. I think, whereas I feel like the East is a little more, it's going to be one of the North Division teams. <laughs> the wild, wild west. Love it. Well, Sean, this is this has been so much fun, man. Thanks for for coming back on again. We 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 just love having you here because this is this is right here. We get the whole perspective right here. It's great. Love it. Yeah, that's that is one of the the fun things about uh, being you know uh, me and CC together. We cover the entire league. We've seen all these teams play. We've seen all these you know, all these broadcasts, all these broadcasters, all these players, all these coaches, we've seen multiple games from everyone. There is only one team that I've seen like only three games from this year. And that's Colorado, because when we cover Colorado, CC is their, you know, affiliated mm-hmm. writer. So usually he's the one that takes that series because <laughs> that would feel kind of weird to be like, all right, you're going to write about Colorado this weekend, but you're also going to cover this completely other series and I'm going to cover Colorado. Like, <laughs> all right. Anymore. So like, I haven't seen that much of the Eagles this year. And they're the only team I think I've seen less than six times. Yeah, still, it's like I said, I mean, you guys just have like the complete package. I mean, it's awesome. And you also have a very interesting episode coming up of your show as well. Yes. I have been looking (laughs) forward to our award show literally the entire season. I have been like planning stuff in the background for how it's going to work the whole time. And most of it seems to be coming together. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, it is Sunday uh, at 8 p.m. I don't remember the date off the top of my head because I will pull that up. Though. I think it's the 8th. Is it, Sunday, yes, Sunday's the 8th. Sunday the 8th. Yep, Sunday the 8th at 8 p.m. We, uh, we picked a spot where there weren't any, shouldn't be any playoff games still going on. Hershey and Wilkes-Barre Scranton, I think, have a game that day, but it's like a 3 o'clock game. So hopefully by 8 p.m. they aren't playing. But uh, we have nine awards to give out. Um, Best broad, best AHL TV broadcast, best broadcaster, um, best hockey flow, best goalie mask, best coaching staff, uh, best forward, best defenseman, best goaltender, and the Mia Culpa Award, which goes to the team we were the wrongest about in their favor in our preview. <laughs> that <laughs> which, is great. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, so we have nine awards, uh, and we actually have physical awards this year that we're mailing to the team, uh, to the players, and to the, the teams that win. <laughs> 
So they will have a, a little commemorative, uh, you know, glass puck with our logo and uh, the award on it. So nice. that's pretty cool. I'm sure the team that wins the Mia Copa will treasure that forever as being like, yeah, we have an actual physical award because of how wrong you were. <laughs> and have it to hold over your head for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, too, that I think we've, we've always tried to do a good job of is being accountable. Like when I say when I make goofy picks like San Diego over Ontario, I fully know that when it, it blows up in my face, I'm going to have to go on the show and just accept the, the wave of Sean's an idiot. <laughs> But like I, I, I do enjoy that. I've been looking forward to the, our award show the entire time. If nothing else, uh, you should watch it to see me and Cece in ties instead of uh, a jersey and like a hat. So that's a absolutely worth the price of admission. That's going to be on our YouTube channel, 8 p.m. Uh, Sunday, May 8th, and we're really excited about it. The comments do have a bunch of finalists, so uh, we just dropped the uh, finalists for best. AHL TV broadcast and the comments were one of the finalists uh, for that one. So uh, if nothing else, you'll be able to tune in and see if the comments walk away with a, a bunch of hardware from us. Absolutely. that I'm definitely watching. There's no doubt about it. And just for our, our listeners to know, whereabouts can they find the rest of the episodes? Uh, all of our stuff you can find easily at uh, our Linktree page at linktr.ee slash the Calder Farmstead. I usually don't spell the Calder Farmstead for our show, but for your guys, because it's not scrolling everywhere on the page and stuff. It's T-H-E-C-A-L-D-E-R-F-A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D. Uh, Calder Farmstead. Should I mean, if you just search best AHL podcast, we will come up. Absolutely. There it is right there. There we go. All I, right. I actually did a graphic. Can you believe that? Dave was stunned. It was only because <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything. I, yeah, well, yeah, and I knew that's how he was stunned because usually <laughs> you just can't keep the words out of his mouth. That's it. <laughs> uh, you guys are all you're all over social media too, right? Oh yeah. Well, you could find uh, links to our social media there, but we're on Facebook at the Calder Farmstead, on Instagram at the Calder Farmstead. And we're at Twitter at Calder Farmstead because the Calder Farmstead was too many characters. Apparently <laughs> I am still bitter about that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, and all our social medias, uh, run a little bit differently. So like when we post memes, they don't always go out on all three of them. Some of them are like just for Instagram or just for Twitter. So if you want to see all of the goofy stuff that we do, uh, you got to follow us on all three. Beautiful. Well, again, Sean, thanks a million for coming on. And like I said, I will certainly be tuned in Sunday night for those award shows. And I will share it all over the place because I think this is definitely must-see TV, and I can't wait to see how the comments did. Absolutely. They're, they have uh, quite a few finalists. So if nothing else, you will get to see you know us talk about them and praise them a bunch on the show. But, uh, yeah, I always enjoy coming on. I will come on uh, anytime my schedule allows me, which uh, is probably not as often as I'd like. But, you know, <laughs> that's the way it works sometimes. You guys do a great job here. Uh, I love catching your show when I do. Absolutely. Thank you. And you guys are fantastic, too. And again, thanks for coming on. And I will certainly have you back on, and I'll definitely be in touch. All right. Sounds good, man. All righty. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right. That's Sean O'Brien from the Calder Farmstead and AHL podcast. Always a lot of fun when he comes on. Yeah. Always. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we do uh, breakaway trivia, commercial, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. How's that sound? Um, All I'm, right. I'm good with that. All right. So. Your breakaway trivia question. Real, it, it's a, I'm giving you multiple choice. Oh, no. Oh, good. All right. Multiple choice, Dave. I, I can deal with that. You know, since <laughs> we were talking about the NHL playoffs last year, I want to know who's won more Stanley Cups, the Pittsburgh Penguins or the New York Rangers? The answer when we come back. Oh, geez. 
Give me a break here. That's tough. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. And we're back. And again, just like I always do, yes. that just gave me my second wind. Ah, good. I feel like I could have gone another two hours now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so breakaway trivia. Once again, real easy. I mean, it's a, it's a multiple choice. I don't normally do this for you. Who's won more Stanley Cups, the Penguins or the Rangers? All right, your dad's probably going to kick my butt if I don't say the Rangers, but... Actually, you I'm know gonna, what? I would, that, that would be pay-per-view right there to see you two on it. That would be. But I'm not going to pick the Rangers. You're right. <laughs> I don't know why. It was a 50-50 chance. Yeah, I know, I know, but yeah, yeah I'm good at that. Yeah, it was. it's the Penguins. Oh, wow. They've got five. The Rangers have got four. So, and I, I segue that because, like I said, last week we talked about the NHL playoffs, and boy, they had a heck of an opening game. Oh, yeah. Triple overtime. Ah. At, um, and like we were talking about earlier on the show there, Louis Domingue had to come in and, and pinch hit there and finish it out for him. But I still think the Rangers are going to win that series. But you know what? I just wanted to touch on all this just to kind of see how our predictions are going. Yeah. I didn't bring, I, I didn't I, bring I, the book, so I'm I, going I, off mine. I thought they were weak. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. But, uh, but no, I mean, the Capitals upset the Panthers in game one. Yeah, I mean that was a surprise. Missed a lot of shots, but hey, I, I still think the Panthers are going to win that one. I mean, the Capitals played about as good as you know, as good a hockey as any team can play, you know, especially on a road playoff game. And you were so happy about the Kings, right? Oh, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the Avalanche rolled over the uh, Predators like we we said they would. Thought, yeah, the Flames edged the Stars one to nothing. That was interesting to me. Very interesting. Uh, right what, the, now, the closest of the game, or yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I mean, it was a very, very plucky effort by by the stars. Yeah, you know, one and up going into Calgary too. That's, we, we did not pick them. No, <laughs> no, and but you know what, Dave? This is exactly why I was warning you against sweeps. This is why I know. Yeah, right here, those those upsets start happening. And I didn't pick any sweeps. No, I? that's why I said. Remember oh, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I said yeah. no. I said you know this is why I don't like because I mean you know you could have easily just as well picked say. The Rangers to sweep Pittsburgh, oh, you know, or whatever, and guess what? Yeah. Or some people were picking Edmonton to sweep the Kings. No. Yeah. Who won, by the way? Game one. Yeah. yeah. Kings yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. And since it's Wednesday night, let's talk about uh, <laughs> what's going to be happening tonight and right now. Uh, the Kings Oilers game two tonight. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, let's see. Right now, the Hurricanes are up three to one on the Bruins in the second period. Yeah. Um, that you know what? I predicted Boston in seven. It's a good thing I went seven. Yeah. That's all I got to say. 
And I think I went Boston with you too, didn't I? You yeah, did, I but did, I think yeah. I think you went six. Yeah. So yeah. this trend keeps up. You're uh, you're going to need one of those sweeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring the broom out. Yeah. Right. Uh, right now, the uh, Lightning and the Leafs are playing. The Lightning are up two to one. And I will tell you, the Maple Leafs uh, stomped them in Game One. Five, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Was it five nothing? Five nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since the Tampa Bay Lightning have been punched in the face like that. Yeah. And they did. They got, I mean, both literally and on the scoreboard. It was. Do you think that has awakened them? <laughs> I wonder. You know, I wonder. Yeah. It, it's um, it's a very close game right now. Of course, I haven't been able to watch it because I've been doing the show. So I've yeah. watched the replay. But. Yeah, well, we could put I a mean, monitor over there and, like, you run, know, we'll have to do that games. next week. Yeah. We'll, yeah, do, we'll do that next week. It, we'll have, you know what? That's what we'll do. We'll have a playoff party right here in the studio. And no. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. No? No. Hmm. You're no fun. <laughs> if, I could, if I could figure out how to run it on this back monitor here, you know, we could have the games going silently back here behind us. Of course, then nobody would listen to you. So. <laughs> nobody usually does anyway. Well, that's true. All right. All right. Never mind. <laughs> oh, boy. And the uh, the Blues and the Wild are playing at 930 tonight. Uh, Blues are, have won 4 to nothing, so they're up 1-0 uh, in their opening round game. So I thought the Blues were going to win that one, too. Mm. So so there it is. There's our, our quick NHL wrap-up. Uh, before we go, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs and especially the Peoria Rivermen. Uh, the SBHL playoffs are over with. Uh, the Rail Yard Dogs were, you remember him from oh, yeah. Roy Chambers, right? Yep. Uh, they came in as the eighth seed, the eighth and final seed, and they made it all the way to the final where nice. they fell to Peoria. But uh, close run on the President's Cup. And, uh, you know, we'll, like I said, I have got to get down there next year for a game. That'll be fun. It just looks like a fun fun league to watch. And, uh, you know what, I think that would be a good time, like in February, to go down, to, go down south to watch a game. Yeah. When it's like 10 degrees here. Anytime you can get out of here in February. Exactly. <laughs> Well, buddy, I got to tell you, like we were uh, talking before we came on here, I'm just coming off a 36-hour shift at the firehouse, and I am quite tired. So I think we're going to wrap this up. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once again, I want to thank Sean O'Brien from the Calder Farmcast and AHL Podcast for coming on to the show and uh, talking about the AHL playoffs with us. Uh, of course, you can find us at martysillegalstick.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. All right, so once again, thank you to Sean O'Brien. For Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the football history dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, 
That's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.